Hi, this is Freddie Spencer coming to you after the 2018 MotoGP race, the Japanese Grand Prix at Motegi. Now, before I get into the race weekend, I want to touch briefly on an announcement that was made at the Japanese Grand Prix about me being considered and then offered the role beginning in 2019 as the new FIM MotoGP Stewards Panel Chairman. First off, I want to say what an honor it is even to be considered and that I take the responsibility of that role very seriously and I'm looking forward to next year, a new beginning, and working along with so many other people within the MotoGP paddock and working alongside them to further the, the goal of, of making our sport as great as it can be. You know, the sport has given me so much. A young kid from Shreveport, Louisiana, the opportunity to not only see the world, but to truly practice his craft and to utilize whatever talent he was given to its utmost. And that was inside that great world of MotoGP or Grand Prix motorcycle racing. So I'm looking forward to seeing everyone at Valencia and starting this new journey. Now, let's begin talking about the race weekend. What's interesting about Motegi is the fact that it is the one track that I've ridden on and ridden on it with a MotoGP bike. In 2001 and 2006, and those were great opportunities where I got to ride the 990 around that circuit and spend time understanding what it was like to ride a MotoGP bike with, with electronics. And the first thing that you notice about um, the Motegi circuit with a bike of that much acceleration, that much stopping capability, is that is how deep you can get into the corners and how aggressive you can be on the brakes and need to be and how much stopping power it requires there, especially on the, the downhill in the back straightaway going into the right before the sequence of corners lead onto the front straightaway. And the fact that it's a track that definitely would require a bike or a bike that has a lot of good acceleration would certainly have a benefit there over some of the others. Now, in qualifying and in practice, it looked like Andre DeVicioso, Dovi, certainly had an advantage and was a little bit better than everyone else, not only in his one-lap pace, but also in his race pace, and he looked very comfortable. And you would expect that the Ducati would have an advantage there, again, talking about the acceleration. His teammate, of course, Jorge Lorenzo, unfortunately, with, with the injury, he tried but just couldn't do what he needed to do to be able to, to ride even somewhat comfortably. And, you know, everybody talks about it, certainly, and, and you, you know that when we get out there, adrenaline pumps and, and you get focused on what you do and, and the mind has an incredible amount of strength to be able to overcome those things. And again, that adrenaline and the natural pain-releasing chemicals in, in our body itself. But there is a point to where the injuries are severe enough to where you just can't get beyond that distraction. And you certainly don't want to go out there and injure yourself any worse, or more importantly, put yourself in a position to where you can't do what you need to do on the bike to, to be able to ride at a level enough where it's safe enough to where you don't put someone else in danger. And so that was a wise move by Jorge, and hopefully 
He'll be able to get back this weekend in Phillip Island and be able to do his job and to be able to perform at a, at a good enough level that he feels comfortable enough where he can ride. It is unfortunate because I think that track, and he certainly has gone well there at Motegi, and he knows that would a track that he could have gone well at with, with Ducati and could have been right there in the mix. But it didn't happen. As, as we, we know, there were some other Ducatis that did well. Jack Miller, uh, Jack, what a great lap he put in, and the young Australian, and, and that he's come along so well over his years and adapted to the MotoGP bikes after his years, beginning, of course, when he came to MotoGP on the Honda. But it certainly seems like that we're seeing him getting stronger and stronger um, every, every race weekend, really, as the year goes on. He's had some, obviously, we talked about some tough weekends this year, but he had the great performance early in the year. But where he's got to improve on is, is more than just that one-lap pace. And he knows that, and he knows his race pace is, is his weakest area at this point. But he'll get stronger, and hopefully that will certainly come along. The Yamas, as we, we saw, Yoan Zarco was right there. He certainly has come on the last couple of races um, to challenge the, the factory guys. And he's, and he's performed a little bit better, um, as we saw in qualifying with the second quickest time. So um, he's right there, and that's good for him. It certainly has got to make KTM uh, feel better and certainly good about their decision to hire him for next year. And, and hopefully he'll continue on and, and maintain that level of performance in these last races and so he can get started on his KTM adventure uh, in the best possible light. Mark Marquez going into this weekend, we know that he certainly um, had a chance to wrap up the championship and there's no better place for him, obviously, the home of Honda and, and in Japan to get that job done. And, but in qualifying and with that crash that he had, uh, on Saturday, uh, before qualifying began, early in the day, we weren't sure what was going to happen, and, and everybody expected him to be on the pole, or certainly right there, maybe second place, but he en ended up in sixth. It was actually Cal Crutchlow, um, who was strong all through practice, who qualified, out-qualified Mark, but they were all so close, if we, as we've seen. So you really don't look at that, as we know, we look at that race pace as the real key indicator of what's going to happen as the race begins and as the race goes along. So we had Dovey, Johan Zarco, and Jack Miller on the front row, and Mark was on, on the second row. And then Valentino Rossi was all the way down in ninth position. And, you know, we, we always kind of feel that Motegi is a good track for, for Yamaha, but with their acceleration issues, uh, whether it's electronics or whether it's a tire um, that Michelin has brought for that weekend is not really working working for them. They they seem to be struggling. And so we had Maverick, who qualified a little better than Valentino, so he suspected that maybe he would be strong in the race. But as we saw in the race, it didn't really turn out that way. Uh, so let's get into the race. As the race began, we thought, well, Dovey would try to get out front. Johan would be right there. He's usually a good starter. And, of course, Jack, knowing that his race pace is going to be a struggle, I suspected that he would be strong in those beginning laps to try to get up there and just see if he could, he could hang in there and, and see what happens. 
But as the race started, Johan and Jack kind of got together, which caused Johan not to get a good start. And then we saw uh, Mark Marquez getting doing what Valentino has, has done such a great job of over the years. Is even when he's starting third, fourth row, he's always right there that first lap. I've always said, try to take advantage of that first lap when everyone is trying to get settled down to make up as many positions as you can. It's exactly something I always try to do. It's it's the easiest way. Plus, you can make it's much easier to make up positions when everybody's together. You can pass two or three people at a time if you can, or certainly two or three, maybe four people in that first lap. So, that first lap, Dovey got out front. Johan didn't get a very good start, but Mark Marquez was right there, so that certainly was going to set the stage. And Valentino Rossi came from ninth position and got up there and was was in that lead group. And as that lead group kind of started to pull away. We saw the phenomenon which we've seen recently, which is the pace gets slowed down. And Dovey's done such, does such a great job of kind of controlling that pace. And what are they doing? Preserving edge grip. And basically, you know, it's it's like the old saying, win the race going as slow as possible. And that was something my dad actually talked about with me when I was a kid. But um, you certainly want to try to control that pace, but you have to have the ability then to be able to flip that switch and step up and go when you need to. And Dobie certainly has that, and Mark we know has that. And and as the race went along, one of the things that I, I thought was kind of interesting and I was waiting for was for Mark to try to get by Dovey. Or the fact that Dovey, one of the things he talked about from the race before is by leading so many laps, he really didn't wasn't able to see what Mark was or had. and and where Mark was as far as, as weak or strong in certain areas. And and so I was kind of waiting for a little bit of transition there uh, to see if Dovey was going to let Mark by, see if Mark was going to try to make a pass. And we saw that late in the race. Um, we saw Mark make a pass, uh, the corner for the hairpin. And then coming out of the hairpin under acceleration, Mark ran a little bit wide, got off the track. And I, I wasn't sure if Dovey was going to make a repass at the end of the straightaway. But he did. That was interesting because I, it made me start thinking if, one, if Dovey was maybe already pushing and once he ran that, that high uh, 45, would he be able to maintain that or call on it when he needed to? And because he, he made that repass on Mark, and then the next lap, Mark passed him again, same corner. And I thought what was going to happen next was exactly what happened. That Mark already kind of knew where Adobe was. He maybe could see that he was already starting to move around. You can tell by uh, another racer, especially at that level, is what we do. We manage that, what we manage with our, our, our mindset as far as that clarity. But we're always paying attention to the rider and, and what they're doing. And we get an indication on just their body position, their body movements, on how much they're working and how much maybe they're already pushing to, to their limit. And Mark then just stepped it up and you could see that he was he was very comfortable and I, I felt like that even though Dovey didn't seem like he was he certainly wasn't out of control, but he was right there on on that edge. And so when he had that crash in the hairpin, which was a little surprise it happened so late into the corner, but you could see that it it certainly 
the race was was kind of already already going that direction. Certainly not the fact that Dover was going to crash, but just the fact that it seemed like that that Mark had a little something extra, and he pulled it off. And it was a very good managed race, a very great job by Mike Marquez. Dovey did everything he possibly could to get that job done, but it just wasn't enough that day. But he knows that they can compete. And if it didn't, if things didn't happen the way they did in the beginning of the year, well, we had a span there, five, six races where Dovey was, was out of the podium positions. Who knows? But Mark got the job done, and congratulations to him and his seventh world title, fifth MotoGP title, and winning in Japan. Congratulations to Honda. But like I said, congratulations Ducati too for the great job they've done in challenging down the stretch. Hopefully Jorge will be back, like I said, strong for the last few races. Kyle Crutchlow and Alex Renz, great job, second and third position. Looked like that Alex was gonna maybe try to challenge Cal, but as soon as Dovey fell out and he was on that podium, he, he was happy to be right there in third position. And of course, Valentino Rossi dropped back. Also, I want to, uh, Anoni, who was right there until his crash late in the race. And I think when he got by Alex, and he kind of drug Alex along to get back up to that elite group, unfortunately, he crashed out. But it was a good ride for him and, and a great job for the entire Suzuki team. So congratulations to them. Yamaha, of course, didn't, didn't have such a great day with Valentino Rossi fame there toward the end, especially you could see he didn't really have a challenge once Suzuki's came through, and Maverick Vinales, you know, we know that we normally see him when he doesn't get a good start, he puts in a late race charge, and he, he made up a couple positions, but not, not what you would kind of expect, so unfortunately for them they, and the ML team, they, they have some work to do, and they, they know that going forward. So, it should be interesting this weekend to see uh, what's going to happen in the battles with uh, Ducati, maybe the entire works team before he comes back and Mark Marquez. But it's always an exciting race at Phillip Island at the Australian Grand Prix. I'm looking forward to it. I hope you are too.